This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage.
Fiona, you just heard the foundation, if not the bedrock of what we hold musically true. Yes, I know, and I accept. You could arguably go back to the roots of it all, mentioning the likes of uh, Robert Johnson, Muddy Waters and John Lee Hooker. But without the MC5, the Stooges and the New York Dolls, well, the musical landscape for the last 40 years just wouldn't be the same. Of course, you heard Kick Out the Jams by The Five that was recorded for the German television programme Beat Club on March 25th, 1972, featuring Steve Morehouse on bass, replacing the recently departed Michael Davis. The version of the Stooges' Search and Destroy that came after it was taken from the Easy Action Records Heavy Liquid 6 CD box set. And the Dolls Jet Boy is part of the Personality Crisis Live Recordings and Studio Demos 1972-1975 box set that is available from Cherry Red Records. Now, you're probably wondering why I played those three songs back to back to back without so much as a buy or leave, as we are now, what, a third of the way into today's show? Well, I shall tell you, I, along with Mrs A, have just spent some quality time in York, and I didn't take my laptop. Total r and I mean, I did have my phone with me just in case of emergencies, but apart from that, emails went unread, and parcels containing CDs and books were left unopened on our kitchen table by the cat sitter. Obviously, having walked through the door only a few hours ago, I am still in the process of catching up. Hence, today's video message lacked content. And whilst I've got myself together, I thought I'd play those three obvious songs, but different takes. Now, one of those parcels I received contained Warfare's The Song Book of Filth 3 CD set, that features live versions, radio sessions, new songs, outtakes and rehearsals. Uh, joining drummer, vocalist and main man Evo are Pete Way, Fast City Clark, Wurzel, Cronus, Fred Purser, Tom Angel Ripper, but that's not his real name, Bantus, Lips, Algie Ward, Paul Gray and Nick Turner. Clearly, I haven't had the time to listen to all three CDs, but my attention was drawn to the cover of Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love that has been changed to addicted to drugs. I have close to hand, actually, as I speak, it's in my tape deck, the cassette of live recordings and demos that I bought from Evo back in about 1987 that features Addicted to Love as the single only made it to the test pressing stage before various injunctions prevented its release, although it did make it to... Uh, an official appearance on the Neat Singles Collection Volume 3 album that came out in February 2003. Uh, also on that tape is a live version of Dam's Love Song that I'm sure Algie plays bass on. Anyway, here's the two-track rehearsal version of Addicted to Drugs, heralding this week's foray into Covers Corner. <laughs> Another kiss 
waiting for me sported the fabled wild hearts amazon exclusive of 21st century love songs but not only that also waiting for me was the japanese edition thank you bottom still to arrive is the splatter vinyl and the t-shirt but three out of four ain't bad now as we're in covers corner mode it would only be right and proper 
for me to play one of the covers on the Japanese version. I was going to select, for your listening pleasure, their version of Stiff Little Fingers' 7-inch single, Listen. However, I'm going to air their version of Alkaline Trio's Continental. Now, I have heard of the Alkaline Trio, but I haven't knowingly heard anything by them. And on the strength of this cover, I think I might just have to investigate them. To feel the way you do Too close for comfort Bed and breakfast in a spoon The shortest breath of your young life A long walk home on Friday night And you made one last stop at the store So close to perfect Swear the hell thought it was you There's bouncing baby boys now Turning baby only last week that I played John Lennon's Cold Turkey as part of Compare and Contrast. Well, blow me down as enough's enough just to release their version of said song to whet our appetite for their Beatles cover album, Enough's Enough's Hard Rock Night album that's due out on the 12th of November. Yes, I know. 
Cold Turkey isn't a Beatles tune, but neither are Live and Let Die and Jet, love that song, that are also included. So, for the second week in a row, it's Cold Turkey.
one thing I did mention in my video clip earlier today was that antipasti were the subject of this week's D&D &D Philpott's Grammar Free in the UK book Segmentation. And being true to my word, here it is. Grammar Free in the UK. The Lockdown Letters. Bonkers Correspondence. To and from UK. Punk Artists during 2020. Dear Antipasti, firstly, I must wholeheartedly agree, I too am not a big fan, as I normally find there to be too much hard crust and precious little filling. I am, however, pro-Scotch egg. I also cannot fault your assertion that an large percentage of my taxable income is funneled monthly into the monarchical coffers, but apparently it is owing to their being good for tourism. In terms of value for money though, I find this beyond belief. I cannot recollect ever seeing something new like the Royal Wave on the Buckingham Palace balcony exclusively for the benefit of French exchange students or the Duchess of Cambridge flat out on a sun lounger at Sandringham to appease a Texan used car salesman. I also concur that HRH appears to have insufficient faith to enlist herself in our own military. That said, at the very least, two 1745 flintlock military pistols are currently on loan to the arms and armour section of the Royal Collection Trust, courtesy of our Sovereign. Therefore, yes, we are paying for Her Majesty, she is having fun and she don't join the army, but she does have at least one gun. Apologies, but I have to rise up and get out now. For against us, yours, D. Philpot. Dear Mr. Philpot, thank you for your unprompted input. The lyrics for our best-known song "No Government" were written in 1979 by our then guitarist Douglas Ding Dong Bell, who I can assure you would never, in 41 years, have expected them to come under such scrutiny. Particularly, as after Bell ended his tenure with the band, he married into the royal family is now residing at Sandringham under the pseudonym of R. Inga. Brew Your Own It's About to Ferment is, in my opinion, the most questionable line in the song. Brew your own what exactly? Art? Beer? Who knows what metaphorically was intended? On the other hand, I'm immeasurably pleased with the line as it predates Noel Gallagher's nonsense. The sink is full of fishes, she's got dirty dishes in the brain by decades. Noel Gallagher has never denied his fondness for plagiarism, but he's managed to keep this one well under wraps. Oasis, then, inspired by antipathy, how on earth have we never been afforded the credit which we so richly deserve? Just one other thing. Who the fuck asked you for your opinion? Regards, Kevin Nixon, drums, deceased. She was ready for no 
Grammar Free in the UK by D&D Philpott is available from www.coshboy.com forward stroke shop forward stroke 119 forward stroke or from your favourite independent book or record shop. Hi, this is Sir Paul McCartney and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. You'd be nuts to listen to anything else. Yeah! 
after this week's Grammar Free in the UK. You heard because I played Lifer, the new single from Junkyard. Talking to new singles, Steve Conte, he of the Michael Monroe Band and former New York Dolls guitarist, has just released another track from his up-and-coming new album, Bronx Cheer, and is called Overnight Smash, that Steve says is about professional jealousy. To me, it's almost like the follow-up or continuation of his Dark in the Spotlight song from his Steve Conte NYC album. But don't take my word for it. Michael Monroe band how come Europe gets him supporting Alice Cooper and we're stuck with the cult anyway uh, I was overcome with paramedic glee in the week at the news that Rich Jones he of the aforementioned Michael Monroe band was joining the professionals as their touring guitarist for their October dates to be fair 
It was tinged with sadness, as this means Chris Catalyst will not be reprising his recent role. However, as the saying goes, you win some, you lose some. The professionals will be promoting their up and coming new album, Snafu. To wit, another new track has been lifted from said album in the shape and form of Spike Me Baby that sounds remarkably like this. I want the jacket Tom sports in the video to spite me, baby. Friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright asked the question on social media, 
when an album is remastered, what is actually done and what process is behind it. Apparently, compress it more is a general consensus. Coincidentally, UFO have just had their fourth studio album, that'll be Fawcett, remastered and expanded. The expanded bit is the band recorded live at the record plant in New York in 1975. The album was remastered back in 2007 with the additional studio track of A Million Miles that's also on the 2020 version with a handful of live recordings done for the BBC and at the Roundhouse. My question is, has the 2007 remastered version been re-remastered or has the original 1975 tapes been used again? Answers on a postcard. She's gone. 
UFO and shoot, shoot. Right, we're at the end of another show and I think I got away with it in the unprepared states. Thanks to producer Barton Stacey and engineer Fenny Bridges for making me sound so good. Finishing things off this week is the new song by Reckless Love. And I have to be honest, yeah, it's not doing it for me. Far too much cheese. And if in a blind test I was told it was still Panthony, I would have gone along with it. You, on the other hand, might totally disagree. So taking us to the midnight hour and the repeat of Will Meadows' classic rock show, I'm going to leave you with Reckless Love and Outrun. Until next week, take it easy.
This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt, and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.